to get up and do my thing. I want to get into it, man, you know. Like a, like a sex machine, man. Moving, doing it, you know. Can I count it off? One, two, three, four. Hi, right, good morning, Seattle, and uh, and welcome into our, our humble little radio abode. You will enjoy the next three hours of entertainment live and direct from the Carter Volkswagen studio. Anyone foolish enough to call us will be calling us on the Beacon Plumbing Hotline. Uh, and uh, how do you do? My name is Mike Gastineau. Uh, for those of you who have not met me, I'm uh, uh, I'm uh, I'm here, and uh, and we'll talk. Uh, uh, Jason Puckett, uh, uh, said to me on Monday, he goes, I've got a problem. And I go, well, yeah, do uh, you know, I've got a problem with Wednesday's show. And I go, okay. And he, he uh, he had promised uh, his daughter, uh, apparently they're having like an ethnic food day at his daughter's school today. Cause it's, you know, look, I love and respect teachers. I think teachers, frankly, should be like paid a lot more. We should really value more, but it's June and, and they're out of ideas and I totally get it. I mean, they are out of ideas. Uh, and uh, and so it's Ethnic Food Day, and and I, I guess weeks ago Puck committed to cook some schnitzel and some spetzel. Is that right? It's a lot of zol. That's correct. Yes. And 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 uh, and pick up a case of German beer and take it all up for the <laughs> nine year olds to enjoy uh, over there at the school. And so he he what he forgot he did, he didn't really forget that he's a good dad. What he forgot was is that he has a, a job from ten to one. Uh, and so he's out for today, uh, and I'm in, and uh, and they wanted somebody to come in and help. And I said, well, could we get Brad Adam? Because in all honesty, and here he is, ladies and gentlemen, from Root Sports. Hello. It's Brad Adam, who worked last night. Can I be totally honest? Please. I'm sitting, because i got to get up at like 4 in the morning to get in here, because I live way out on the dark side Ferry of the road. Ferry ride, traffic. And, and today, everybody, I'd like to thank everyone for leaving at the exact same time to go to work. Brad noticed that, too. Boy, it's a mess out there. Um so I'm I'm watching the game in about the eighth inning. I head upstairs and I'm 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 sitting in bed and I'm watching with rapt attention. And next thing I know, I'm watching the post game show. I bonk. I went out and I'm thinking to myself, all right, at least I'm in. Poor Brad still got to drive home and then do whatever. But uh, Brad worked last night on the post game show for yet another Mariner win and has been kind enough to come in today. And I got to say, uh, you and I have known each other for a long time, but we've yes. never really talked a whole lot. Until I started the first day I came in with Puck, I go, so what are we going to be doing? And because we didn't plan anything, and he goes, well, like today, I'm going to have Brad Adam come on once a week, and I go, oh, but I, yeah, okay, and I'm like, I wonder if that'll be good or not. Well, it's been fantastic, haven't you? No, I'm not, I'm not kidding. It's been fantastic. Well, it's been you. nice getting to know you a little bit in the 20 minute phone calls, and when they said, hey, we need somebody to come in, I said, well, why don't we see if Brad can come in? And and then the minute we said, yeah. It's like, well, they're playing the Red Sox he's not, or the Angels. He's not going to be able to come in. They're playing the Angels in the middle of the day. And it turns out uh, this game is available on, uh, is it Pornhub? Pornhub. No, wait a minute. No. That, that doesn't sound right. It, it's Facebook. Facebook. It's Facebook is where the game is available today. And so you've got the, you have the day off. Correct. And you decided to work. Are we compensating yeah, you? Do we do we compensating you at all? I'm still working on that part of the deal. All right, do I well, talk to Puckett or do I talk to the boss? Dude, you don't talk to me. Charge. I'll tell you. I guarantee you, you that much. I got no, nothing to do with anything around here. Uh, but it's great to have you here. Thank and, you. And it's it's uh, and congratulations again. We were teasing yesterday about the Emmy, but congratulations. That's a cool thing. And very cool. Yeah, and um, I, I, in all honesty, and I don't want to spend a lot of time on this because everybody's got a job and you get paid and you sign up for what you sign up for, and that's that. But among the people I'm really happy for with this Mariner start are you and Angie and Jen and Sims and Riz and, and, and Aaron, who I don't know, but all these other people that, that, that 
are working every night, and it's so much more fun when the team's rolling a little bit. And it's you were all supposed to be objective, but look, man, year after year after year, covering a team that's struggling, it's fun to have a team that's rolling for you, for Kruger, for for Val to talk about how many nights in a row can you? Well, boy, the bullpen blew up again. No, instead, it's wow, they won again. That must be a lot of fun. It's it's a lot more fun. Yes, no doubt Mm -hmm. about that. You know, and you're right. You try to be objective, but yet. You cover the team every year. You're around the guys every day. So you, naturally mm-hmm. you become a fan, and you want them to do well. Right. Because you know that you build relationships, and it's just more fun. The city is alive. Safeco Field is more fun. It's just pumped up. This weekend is going to be great. Mm-hmm. Red Sox in town, a near sellout Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Yeah. It's going to be like a playoff atmosphere. We haven't had that in a while. So you feel that. You feed off the energy. And, and you're right. Last night's postgame show, you're like, wow, who should we talk to? Well, Segura... Had a yeah. great tag and hit. Hanniger a couple home runs. Oh, wait. Healy had a couple of home runs. Yeah. Leak had a nice job. Oh, Diaz, save number 25, leads the majors. Right. So you got all these storylines as opposed to, like you said, some years or some games when you're like, boy, yeah, I got and, nobody to. I don't think we can get anybody to talk after this game. And you know who you could you could have gotten Sparky, our old pal Sparky Lee, because he Absolutely. was he just went out there and 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 felt like through a million pitches in what was a slog. Man, the first two yes. innings of that game took forever. But but he fought through it and settled in and and did a nice job. He gives up one run. Yeah, all, through all that, you're right. I mean, he he knows how to get in and out of trouble as, as well as anybody that I've seen mm. in, in recent memory. And he talks about that. He says, you know, the stuff that he has is not great swing and miss stuff. So right. he's, he's a contact guy. He knows that a lot of down sinker movement, a lot of ground balls. He, he needs to do that, and he needs to trust the defense. And he's done that. And so he gets guys on, and he doesn't panic. He doesn't speed up. He slows down. He's like. He knows how to get out of trouble, mm-hmm. and we've seen Marco do that too. So that's a trait, a skill that you learn, and he's very comfortable with people on base and, and doesn't worry and, and knows how to get out of trouble. Defense has been, and it's a little bit of an underrated part of this team just because in every sport fans tend to overlook it. It's, it's the defense gets noticed when it's not working. You, you know, like when it's work, right? Right, sure. yeah. When defense is working, like, well, yeah, of course. But no, but their defense, you know, we had the note last Friday, and boy, we put the kiss of death on them when we said, hey, they've gone 15 games in a row without Franchise an error. record. And, and we're talking, and you know, Seeger, that play he made at the end of the game, and then boom, Seeger, I think it was Seeger who made the error that breaks this. But, and we got a dramatic example. I mean, last night, I think the first thing that popped into my mind was uh, Ichiro's throw, Ichiro's throw to get uh, Terrence Long. In uh, which which which, uh, which prompted one of my favorite calls ever when a guy said Terrence Long's ass was out like plumber fixing kitchen sink, and 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 that's how that's how what was it? I'm drawing a blank. Who was it? Was that bat flip guy? Who was it? For? Uh, Luis Valbuena. Yeah, yeah, yeah Valbuena. And how and, about that guy? You know, I'm I'm a fan of a little bit of flash in the game. I don't mind it. Sure. But it was really funny to watch him. You know, backflip for uh, and it's like okay, well let's say and then as soon as he went out first, I'm like oh this is. I don't know if this is a good idea, right. and it wasn't a good idea. But it took a it, look in his defense for a second. It took a spectacular throw, and then rabbit out of a hat move by Segura to just to pull all. It was it was unbelievable how cool it was behind the back no look tag. That was fantastic, and I like what Mike Leak said last night about that. Asked about that play because obviously he had a great view of it and helped him out. He kind of paused before answering and said, smiled and said, uh, "Karma." was kind of with us mm-hmm. on that play, referring to, obviously, yeah. the bat flip. Right. And, and then they get him out. But to go back to your point about defense, great plays like that are, are fun to watch, and, and, and they really help out, obviously. But having a defense that makes plays, make the, the, the routine plays mm-hmm. over and over again, that's right. what wins games for you. 
the, the outstanding plays, they're great, but if you can make the plays you're supposed to make, I right. know it sounds kind of simple, but right. if just make the plays that are, you know, hit to you and you should make, that helps tremendously. There's some kind of weird baseball vibe that when you give a team a fourth out in an inning, you're hosed. Or that two out walk or uh, something two, like something that. Yep. Where, yeah, but, but if you can get the outs that are coming your way and not buy, you're never going to be perfect, but most nights they've been so good at it. And it's a big reason they're at where they're at. Puck asked me yesterday to do my, you know, my five and four thing that I do every year. I say, look, you know what? Baseball is such a thin margin. If you go five and four every nine games in a baseball season, you win 90 games. You go four and five, you win seventy-two. One wow. game every nine games is the difference between a ninety-win season. And he says, "Well, how you know, do do that math now with him?" And, I, and so I did it. I think it gets like to ninety-six wins if they go five. If and they four. could go five and four every nine games the rest of the way, and and you know, conversely, they've built in with this nice big. They've built in the ability to withstand the bad streak that's coming. Right for every team, and they've they've now done a nice job saying, "Look, there's a five game losing streak coming. It, it, it almost certainly, and and when it does, it's not going to be the end of the world because of what they've done in building this up." Exactly, and people talk about as we've talked on the show about all oh, the easy schedule in May, and they play in losing teams. True, but you know they don't make the schedule, right? And, and and what they've done if they win today. Which I think they will. I think they'll complete the sweep. It'll be twenty games over five hundred. Right, that's amazing. And so you go out and maybe you have a bad road trip, like you say. Maybe New York, Boston gets them a little bit, and they mm-hmm. they lose. I don't know, they come back and they're you know five games under five hundred on a road trip. Right. Okay. Now you're you're fifteen games over five hundred. Where's right. your competition? You right. Know? It's the Angels who are doing this. Yeah. They've done what we've wanted for a long time, which Absolutely. is they, they've almost assured they're going to be in it for a while. I mean, for Absolutely. probably till the end. They're almost assured of that. We have a terrific show. That's Brad Adam, who's here from Root Sports and sitting in my seat today. I get, yeah, to, sit in, uh, I get to sit in Captain Schnitzel's seat over here. And I've got snacks here. Did, the, you, did you leave these? Thank you. No, that's probably Bucky. Bucky. Uh, oh, uh, Bucky does. Yeah, okay. He's, he's, you know, he, needs, he needs his energy, man. That's important. That's a big guy. We've got the news of the day coming up. The World Cup is coming to the United States of America. The World Cup starts tomorrow uh and i can't wait to talk to my my longtime friend and a guy who's contributed a lot to the show over the years i've referred to him he he is a uh, former seattle resident he was on the show almost live uh he's named ed wyatt many of you will remember him and ed for years for me has been my personal world cup and south seas gambling correspondent and he will join us today at twelve twenty. we might get a mariner from safeco field we might get a seahawk uh, from uh, from the uh, uh, mandatory mini camp that some guys aren't at. Uh, lots of stuff coming up. It's great to be with you on Wednesday morning on Sports Radio. The Tuckett and the Gas Man on Seattle Sports Radio 950 KJR. Entertaining sports talk. It is uh, the Puck and Gas Show. Without Puck today, Puck is uh, is helping the children. Uh, I'm sitting in his seat. Brad Adam of Root Sports is with us, and I'm sure the Root folks are, are monitoring you and making sure you get some Root mentions in, right? Absolutely. I'm wearing the hat, but they but I forgot they can't see me. Yeah. Do you like the name Root? Do you like? Is that kind of built into you? You like it? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've, certainly by now, I like it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's been around for what, what was it? What, what did it? change from to root it was because it was prime sports way back in the back day. then then it was fsn fsn northwest yep right which was kind of mouthy and wordy yeah, all, all the regions were fsn Detroit, yeah fsn pittsburgh fsn northwest FSN yeah. south wouldn't you like the name brad better to right. tune into brad tonight to watch m's <laughs> uh, action that wouldn't that be a better name 
Why do, I want Root you? Works. I want you to say hello to my good friend John Bradford, who I'm sure is listening. Hey, John. And John. And but when next time you see him, because he might not be listening that close, I want oh. you to just say, "Gas says hello, Kitty." Can you just? <laughs> I could do that. Gas hello, says, Kitty. Hello, Kitty. Just say that to John. Okay. And uh, John is a is great that some guy. Some type of weird reference. Will he? Strike yeah, it's me? completely Will he strike weird. Strike me? Or? No, I don't think so. I okay. think he'll probably laugh because he's a big laugh. Yes, he is. He is the yes. one of John who hello, is. Kitty. What, what is John's tie? Executive producer out he's there. Executive produ- producer. Yeah. After King years of, of producing Sonics. Yeah. And, and, and you when you work. There a little bit, you know, filling in for Calabro. Let, yeah. let me tell you something. We talk about Calabro and, and Marcus now good they weren't. John was a big part of a lot of that. John was the behind the scenes guy. Mm-hmm. And and trust me, Calabro can't put two words together without somebody helping him. <laughs> I mean, it's what's the deep dark scene. And he won an there. Emmy too, play by play. Calabro won an Emmy? He did. Who was who play. else was in the category? Do you remember? To be um Doesn't I, matter. I, I know it was uh Sims, um yeah. Calabro. Yeah. Uh Tom Glasgow for Big Sky Football from Wilson Root. Bad guy, bad, bad guy, guy yeah. bad guy. Guys you don't like working with at all. All exactly, three right? bad guys, yeah. <laughs> well, that's good. Kevin is, is deserving of that. Oh, I just, I've sure. always thought he is the best by far at what he does. But John has been a behind-the-scenes guy for a lot of broadcasts over the years. Uh, and is uh, it's. Uh, but I want you to Hello Kitty him. Hello Kitty. But, yeah, Hello Kitty. Uh, all right, it, it's time. Now, this is, uh, this is uh, uh, it's exciting because so, I couldn't believe there are days where we might ask you in and nothing's and we're sitting here going, geez, nothing has happened in the last 24 hours. Today is not that day. Here we go with the news of the day. Big news to start our day. Do we like this sounder? Are you a big fan of the sounder, Jackson? I kind of like it. All right. Sounds like big news. Uh, I, where, where should we start? Do we have both of these? Well, then this seems like a pretty good place to start. Those of you who were watching last night, you saw it. Those of you who were there, you saw it in person. And it was another big night for the Mariners and Mitch Hanniger. 1-1. Five ball deep left. Mitch Hanniger's done it again. And the Mariners have a 3-1 lead. Two-run homer for Mitch. His second ding-dong of the night. Ding-dong. Fair ball. Foul point up. Thinking extra bases. Hanniger digs it out in the corner. What a tag. What a play by Segura. A backhanded tag. Beautiful. (laughs) That was a great call by Dave Sims on Brad TV uh, last night. Uh, And and that's here's the thing. That's such a weird thing that the way Sims was able to articulate it right away. Granted, we saw it, but it right. your backhanded tag. Who's ever even heard of that? And Dave did a great job. But I love in that Mike Blowers. Who, well, I'm just kissing everybody's ass, today, but who I think is so terrific at what he does. And here's Blau, strong throw, just right under strong it. throw, yeah. yeah. And, and you know, Blow and, and Dan Wilson are sitting there, and they know. You know they, anybody play, you know, anybody else would go in, but but they're like, uh oh, they they knew right away that guy was in trouble. It's it's interesting talking to those guys, guys, and doing games with them, and just being around them in shows and stuff. And they see the game differently, and they know mm-hmm. things. Like quicker, like almost as they happen, the average fan doesn't see, and they pick up things and they notice things and they'll say something. You're watching the same game, but right. it's like you're watching a different game with those guys. One of my favorite memories is uh, is you know, Bill Kruger when he uh, when he uh, left baseball. He called me, he called me and Gras, and so I know who you think called him back. So I call him back, of course. And uh, he came in here and we talked about doing some things. And we did a few things with Bill, and he was great. And then we said, "Why don't we bring Dave Henderson in?" Because he was kind of in the same. David quit a couple of years earlier. And let's get a, let's get a, my my thinking was let's get a hitter and a pitcher, and nice. let's see what happens. You know, not not the probably not the first guy to think about that in baseball. I was like, "Boy, you're really smart, gas hitter and a pitcher, huh?" So we had uh, Hendu to come in, and I, I would uh, concur. 
on air was fun. Off air was a million times more fun. Watching a game with them, and they just know what was going to happen every single time. And know what pitch is coming and uh, why and what situation the hitter would say is what I'm going to try to do with this yeah, pitch and the guy yeah. setting him up and this and that. It's uh, uh, it's, it's different. A yeah. different level than what they're obviously since they played. It's just second nature to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, the M's win again last night. They are uh, if they win today, they're twenty games above five hundred. And then, as you say, the Red Sox coming in. It's a four game set with them, right? That's gonna and and here's the deal. It's gonna be that fun. I I don't mind the atmosphere. It really irritates some people. There's gonna be plenty of Red Sox fans. I love that. I think it makes it more like a like like a, a high an old high school game or even a college game where you've got some mixture in the crowd. Right. To me, it's kind of fun. Some people get all sideways about oh, I don't know. don't like yeah. seeing all that red. Yeah. But I don't mind. I don't mind when Toronto comes because what it does oh. is it forces the Mariner fans to, to come out. Right. And then it forces them to be engaged and yeah. to be loud and say, you know what. All the, the Blue Jays, you know, because uh, the seventh inning stretch, you know, when they always talk about it, root for the Blue Jays, you know, and then the right. Mariners try to drown right. them out, you know. Right. So it's it's a better atmosphere. It, it's more alive. And, you know, Seattle's saying that, that you know, Safeco's our home. We don't want these guys taking over. So right. come out, get loud, support. And if you see somebody, and look, if it's somebody who's moved here, you know, hey, that's their team. They, you can't ask them to abandon their team. But if you see somebody and you say, are you from Boston? And they say, yes, thank them for coming to our city and Absolutely. paying m- Huge taxes just to for the privilege of landing safely at Safeco or at uh, at at SeaTac, uh, and then renting a car and getting a hotel room and going to our restaurants and spending a lot of money while they're here. That's one of the things we talked about in the whole debate to build Safeco Field was this will be you know this will be good. This can generate. So don't you know if you, if you want to be an idiot, be an idiot, I guess. But I always when I have somebody sitting next to me, I'm like, did you? come from Boston because a lot right. of people will come out. Absolutely. Especially for a four-game set. Sure. Yeah, and won't, the they, won't they be thrilled to see it's still January, although it's supposed to be nice this weekend. Right? I think Saturday, Sunday, right? Yeah. So, well, anyway, if you're, if you're coming out yeah. from Boston for this, you're, you're welcome in my book. And Absolutely. I, 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 think it's a, I think it's fun. So the Mariners win again. That's a big story. Here we go. Yet another big story from yesterday's big day. We know that the Seahawks have started a mini camp and it's mandatory and we know Earl Thomas is not all this is known. We hadn't heard Pete Carroll react to it until yesterday. I had heard, you know, that he was um, you know, he was making that choice, you know, really gonna I wish he was here and uh, that would be nice. Um, but we're focusing on the guys that are here and um, we'll see how that goes. When's the last time you spoke to him? A couple weeks ago. Is he still in the program when you're mind? Heck yeah. Yeah, he's under contract, sure. <laughs> so you expect when the season begins he'll be here? We'll see. We'll see what happens. I don't know. That was interesting. How about if he had said, no, not in the program, done. Haven't done. talked to him, don't think we'll see him. It's interesting. It's like these things are always the same, Brad, in that it's 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 kind of hard to figure out, you know, if the Seahawks don't want to pay him, why not make a move earlier? Uh, you know, this is the only leverage Earl has. Right. You know, and and it's not always that easy. The Seahawks are like, we've got to we've got to keep an eye for the future. I what what do you think's going to happen? There's like four things that can happen. He'll he'll cave and come in at some point, and that's what a lot of people think. Uh, they'll trade him. Uh, he'll hold out and say, look, you know what? I am digging in on this, and I'm not changing my mind. What what do you think's the ultimate result of this? I I think we see a, a Walter Jones that we saw every mm-hmm. year. We hold out through training camp, kind of at the end of last last week or so, right before the season, he comes back in. Good shape, plays right away, doesn't mm-hmm. miss a beat. They, they've got, obviously, history with guys holding out and, and not working out to their in their favor. You know, Marshawn gets the deal, retires the next year, right? Mm-hmm. Bennett deal didn't work out. Uh, 
Chancellor, who hopefully can play again, not, not sure if he can, but he, he got another deal. Um, so the, the renegotiating early hasn't worked out for, I don't think the Seahawks, but Earl, yeah, I, I think that, like you said, this is his leverage. Um, usually, who's going to cave first? I think it's going to be Earl's going to cave. Mm-hmm. I really do. Here's the thing I find myself thinking is, is you know, if – I mean, I wonder if the Hawks just figure, look, we don't know that we're going to be very good this year, so we're going to dig in, and, and if he shows up, he'll help us. And if right. not, we're planning on being about an 8-8. Eight and eight, I doubt that Carroll would ever think that way. Or say, but you know what I mean. They've lost a, This could be the kind of year where you go, look, the, you know, 9-7 and seven last year, and then maybe one more year like that as you cycle everybody up. If they think they're going to be really good this year, it's ext- I would assume, hey, let's get him in. And, right. And they've had plenty of time to do that. I don't know. I, I don't know. No, you're right because you know they don't like to say the rebuild word out there. Mm-hmm. You know, but you're right. If they are going to do that, then could you get something for him? You know, NFL is not a big trading league. Right. I don't know what you could get third, what? fourth rounder. Maybe. I mean, now with no leverage and teams kind of knowing that. Yeah. You, you're not going to get as good a value as you could have. Um, but maybe if they were going to trade him, they would have already. So they're hoping bring him in because they lost so, so much already in that mm-hmm. secondary. I guess it depends on Chancellor as well, too. We'll see how it all we'll works out, but it's uh, it it'd be. You know, I I am in the opinion. I am of the opinion that despite the age and the and the tendencies and the graphs and the chart, I think he's still going to play at a really high level for another three or four. I really do. I just I believe that that out of him, and and I know there's a lot of evidence to the contrary in other guys. But what do they always say? You know, past performance not indicative of future earnings. I would take that to, to heart. That's not the only big news out there at Kirkland. We've got more big news from the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, Ryan Grigson is uh, best known in, within NFL circles for taking over the Indianapolis Colts as general manager, and and really just having things kind of fall apart. And it's always easy from this view a couple thousand miles away to go, boy, did it stink under him. Now, I'm sure there were other mitigating factors, but a lot went wrong when he was the GM. Uh, and we're talking about this because he has landed in Seattle. Did they announce what he's going to be? He's just going to be in their front office and work with, with Schneider. And I've seen a few NFL wags say that uh, this is going to allow him to kind of rebuild his image in in a job where he's not going to be in the spotlight. Do you know, do you know much about Ryan Grigson, other than what I've just said, uh, a little bit more about it. He's a guy who drafted Andrew Luck, correct? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that was obviously a, a pick where they were going to build around him. He was going to be their cornerstone, their, their franchise guy for ten years. Now that didn't work out injury wise, mm-hmm. and there's, he's still trying to come back. And it's kind of sad to watch him yesterday try to throw like that high school football he's yeah. using, like the college. He just yeah, it, it doesn't look I, good. it doesn't look good at all. So you lose a franchise guy, your number one pick overall. That's the guy you're building your team around. And he was that guy for a couple of years. He mm-hmm. was a fantastic player. Right. So I think that was some bad luck for him. But but the rest, you're right. I don't know how it all went south, but it went south in a hurry. Yeah, and in, and, in the, and it's interesting because the fans are. I know a lot of people back there. Obviously, I'm from there, and. Uh, the fans at first, how how fans are, were like, hey, look at what we did. We got Peyton out, won a Super Bowl. We got his replacement in. He's going to be another Peyton Manning. That's what you think. That's how fans right. think. You're born optimistic. And uh, instead he comes in and he has a great first year. And and then you know, little by little by little has, has really stumbled. But uh, Ryan Grigson. So Ryan Grigson lands out here. And Pat McAfee is the punter for the Colts. And he's a, a funny outspoken, quotable guy. He's always, and then the media out there in Indianapolis loves him. 
Uh, and he was at. Is this just yesterday, or is this an old quote? This is a little bit of an old quote here. It's an old quote. Here's here's Pat McAfee talking about Grigson when he was the Colts GM. The Ryan Grigson tweets the day yeah. that he was fired. Yeah, that I was, did not get that along. was stunning. Why didn't you get along with him? That is not stunning. Anybody that understood the way Ryan Grigson and I operated uh, kind of expected that to come. I mean, we just were two people that did not get along. Whenever he first got to the Colts, he cut everybody. Right? He cut Peyton Manning. They cut everybody. They kind of had a new shift. Uh, and I thought he worried about the wrong things. So, not a horrible indictment. You know, it's not unusual for a player to not like a uh, uh, a GM, uh, and he worried about the wrong things. But but a legitimate. You know, here's a guy that was in the the locker room. Now, I, I should add, and this makes me like Pat McAfee more. Pat McAfee one time got fished out of the uh, the canal that runs through Indianapolis at like two in the morning, taking a midnight swim. Oh, after a big win? So, I don't know. But <laughs> Grigson might say the same thing. Like, here I am trying to keep these plates spinning, and my punter's on the front page of the paper getting hauled out intoxicated out of a, out of a canal that's I've never <laughs> been in, but frankly, it's very easy to get into. It's, it's not outrated. But, but, you know, so there's always two sides to that story. Yeah, and I think the key word here is former punter, Pat McAfee. Uh, right, right. I, I, it's funny. You talk to athletes, and when they're on the teams, everything seems to be going fine, and then when they get traded or they get released – they don't like the GM. Mm, okay, right, that is universal. Right, sure. Something's wrong yeah. with him. Yeah, this guy said he, you know, wouldn't trade me. He did. This guy, blah, he this guy. So I've never seen or talked to an athlete traded that that has good things to say about the GM. Very, very rarely. So you know, take it with a grain of salt. Right? Uh, we, yeah, we had this yesterday. More big news from DC. We liked it so much, we wanted to play it again and let you hear it. You probably have already heard it, but uh, here, here he is. It, you know. I got a good friend of mine who says, "Hey, let's just enjoy the enjoyment. Let's enjoy the enjoyment." Here, there is no person on earth enjoying the enjoyment more than Alex Ovechkin at the Caps parade. It's, uh, it's just insane. We're not gonna be sick this year. <laughs> We're still in Cup champions. <laughs> yeah. Without a doubt, the best thing in that clip is that he does three different styles of scream yeah. back to back to back. I like how he has to kind of clarify we're still the Stanley Cup champs, right? So we still get to yeah. celebrate. Yeah, we're still, yeah. It may be foggy it. in his mind. We win. We're still champs, right? Yeah. I, I, Time to party. I texted a friend of mine last night. I said, yeah, I'm, I've come to the conclusion that if Alex Ovechkin quits drinking right now, he'll be to .08 by July 1st. He'll be he'll we'll be, be able to drive to point oh seven. He'll be he'll be back under the threshold by the start of July. He's enjoying the enjoyment, and he should. Uh, he's been a great uh, athlete in that city for years, and he's taken a lot of lumps uh, to get there. Uh, we'll we'll discuss uh, the Sounders Weekly uh, uh, radio show from last night in its full glory later. But here's a real quick shot because they're playing tonight. What do we have? A four thirty start. Yes, uh, 4.30 pregame, 5.30 kickoff. 4.30 pre, 5.30 kick at your home for the Sounders. Here's the big news from Sounders Weekly last night. As Harry Ship is, uh, is, uh, responds in the following when asked about tonight's big battle in New York. They're a team that likes to press um, higher up the field. And they're very active, energetic. So I think for us it's about you know breaking that initial pressure and kind of forcing them to drop all the way back deep in their own half. I think you know if, if we're sloppy with the ball and turning it over, I think that's where you... You see, you know, Bradley Wright Phillips kind of take advantage of other teams' mistakes so well. 
It's coming up tonight, 4.30 pre, 5.30 kick. Are you a soccer guy? you a big soccer guy, or can you take it or leave it? Uh, I, I enjoy going to the mm-hmm. Sounders games. Mm-hmm. I, I don't follow the rest of the league. Right. So I kind of like the home team, and that's kind of it right now. That's their you know? a big challenge, not just for the Sounders, but for MLS, is converting right. casual fans into fans of the league. And I think little by little by little it's going to happen. It's pretty obvious the league's going to survive. I mean, it's been around now for... You know, this long we, 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 what's going to come up next. Matter of fact, let's just, you know, we've got yet one more big major news story that happened and it's related to the Sounders, uh, because now we finally got something to make us feel good about the World Cup. The U.S. isn't in this year's World Cup. It's kind of a drag, but it's starting tomorrow. People are going to be into it. I don't think that's going to have as much of a negative impact as some people think in America. I think people are always into the World Cup because it's pretty fun and it's, you get to learn about other cultures. But I'll tell you what, eight years from now, everyone is going to be into the World Cup. Here's U.S. Soccer President Carlos Cordero. On behalf of our united bid, Canada, Mexico, and my country, the United States, thank you so, so very much for this incredible honor. Thank you for entrusting us with this privilege, the privilege of hosting the FIFA World Cup in 2026. And that's that's a great example there of the sport at its best. I mean, the interpreters buzzing in the right. background. It, it it is the World Cup. I mean, it's the it's world's game. The yep. world's game, and it's that's the, cool. it's, it's the one game we have. I shouldn't say the well, one. Yeah, it is. It's kind of the one thing we really haven't learned how to dominate. I guess there's other things in athletics. What else don't we dominate in from the U.S.? We don't always dominate in hockey, cricket, cricket. We definitely <laughs> do not dominate in cricket. Rugby? That's very, rugby. We don't dominate yeah. yet in rugby. Not yet. We, league has started though. Many yeah. world Games sports. On sports. Yeah, yeah. Rugby. Yeah, the yeah. Sea Wolves. The yes. fight. Sea wolves, yes. uh, but it's uh, it's exciting to think, and 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 hopefully um, some of the political issues that that cloud the Mexico, U.S., Canada, and I, yeah, I, I think those are. I don't want to say they're minor, but I hope they're cleared because it is kind of cool. These three large countries right next to each other that have coexisted in, in a good way for many years, and now have banded together. Uh, I'll be I'll be an American booster for a minute and say it would have been more fun maybe to have the whole thing in America. Right. But if we're going to farm some games out to Canada and some to Mexico, okay I'm fine with that. I think it's cool and and all the the like the big big matches are going to be in America. right? Every game from the quarterfinals, semifinals, and championship, and the championship is going to be played at MetLife. But all uh, quarterfinals on are going to be played in the United States. And so. we know for sure MetLife. Do we know the other sites? Uh, we don't know. There's 23 potential sites right now. That's going to be go down to about 16. The only two locations in this region of North America are us, Seattle, CenturyLink Field, and Edmonton. You tell me which is the better location. Well, I Seattle, right? Well, yeah, but you know that'd Edmonton, be kind of cool. You know, you ever been to Edmonton? Well, I never have either. Uh, no, it, uh, <laughs> Seattle's obviously going to get to, they're, they're, the World look, Cup. That's cool. If somehow we don't have games in the 2026 World Cup, there's been a lot of screw ups. A lot of people have made missteps. If that happens, and I don't Good think point. that will happen. I think that we will get games here. I think that'll that'll that's really. That'll ran, it'll have eight more years of professional soccer in the U.S. at uh, another World Cup cycle. It's going to be big. Yeah, another kind of generation of kids growing up playing soccer, into soccer. Right. Uh, the team will hopefully be better, right? And I think the U.S., I don't know, we're not guaranteed a spot host country, yeah, they, but yeah, you, you like to think they're in. And the tournament is likely going to expand to 48 teams by that point in 2026, so U.S. almost guaranteed. I awesome. thought the host team is guaranteed a spot, didn't it? I mean, like South Africa, they were in. I mean, they didn't have to qualify. I, I don't I, know if they're guaranteed no, I, I, yet. I, 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 don't, I don't know. I, I won't. Well, cool. That'd well, we're having World Cup correspondent Ed Wyatt on later from Australia. Yep. He'll be able to tell us, and he can update you on cricket, too, if you have cricket <laughs> questions. Trust me, Ed knows more about cricket than any, any person uh, uh, really should. Uh, <laughs> 
uh, man, and he knows a lot uh, about it. That's what's happening in the world. Uh, we may talk a little bit more about the World Cup. We haven't even gotten to the Daily Poll yet, so we need to do that. Uh, and it's uh, Gas and Brad Adam in for Puck on 950 KJR. Now back to Puckett and the Gas Man on Seattle Sports Radio 950 KJR. Entertaining Sports Talk. Jackson Feltz is our producer. Brad Adam is our special co-host today. I'm the Gas Man. Uh, Mr. Schnitzel is up uh, somewhere dazzling the kids with his German culinary skills. Is he bringing any schnitzel Back to us. Supposedly, we're having leftover schnitzel tomorrow. Okay. Oh, you guys are. And okay. and, and look, I, I felt bad the second I said this, but it was a hundred percent right. But you know, sometimes you just say stuff. You go, oh, I shouldn't have said yep. that. Did you volunteer to do something? No, God, no. Okay. I wouldn't have been that stupid. But I said to Puck, I go, you know, what are you going to do when all the kids go? Yeah, this is great. Where's pizza? Right. But that's what nine-year-olds nine yeah. are going to want cheese pizza or mac and cheese, right? I mean, and I felt like an idiot to say, but Puck, you know, he's like, yeah, you're right. So there's probably going to be leftover schnitzel. Sauerkraut, too, I wonder? I'm assuming he's going to have I'm the whole, big fan of that. the whole thing, I would think. Yeah. Uh, the uh, Brad is in with us for a couple of reasons. A, because we love talking to him, and B, because he didn't have anything to do today, because the M's game today is only available on Facebook. You have to go... I love. I think Divish made this point. You got to sort through cat videos and yeah, and try to and, find it and right? find. Yeah. And I and I'm I'm fair. I, look, I'm actually I kid, but I'm fairly savvy with this stuff. I know what's going on. I'm I'm running a lot of underground sites on the dark web, so I know my way around. Uh, a lot of burner accounts. I got a lot okay. of burner accounts, and my wife is out there defending me all the time. And I, at, at my behest, I'm like, yes, please go do that. I need all the help I can get. Um, I had trouble finding it the first time. I remember I said, right. where the hell is this? And it took me, and it, you know, within about a minute. I mean, but it, it's still, my first thought on it was, uh, they, they, and they'll get it better. This is obviously baseball trying to see about different ways of distribution. I want to ask you something and take advantage of your TV skills. Ooh. But, but before we do that, very quick, we'll say with today, our poll question at Gasman206, with today's M's game only available on Facebook, how will at real Brad Adams spend his time this afternoon? And this is a good one. The, the uh, turnout is tepid. To this okay. point, but okay. that doesn't matter. I want you to go vote because your vote really matters today. Twenty nine percent say Brad will spend his time this afternoon trying to find the game on Facebook. That's possible, Possibly, right? Yes. Twenty six percent say he'll be uh, giving mean posts to the Facebook crew, <laughs> which is a hundred percent true. Yeah, I'll do why? That. I know those guys. I will do that. Attack, sure. Is it the same crew? I know yeah. Elise is on it. Is it Rich Waltz? And Rich Waltz and, and, and this is interesting. It's Ryan Roland Smith, our oh. Aussie. Oh, talk can, about a guy who can put mean posts up yeah, about. Absolutely. Understand every every like third word that right. he talks about. And yeah. then from the Angel side, because they wanted to have a Mariner side and an Angel side, they've mm-hmm. got our old pal Mark Langston coming over. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Now, be now, now, here's my poll question. Does he look more like David Bowie mm-hmm. or Tom Petty? Yeah, he's, he's definitely. I had the yeah. argument for both. Yeah. And I think Bowie. Yeah, yeah. He could pull it off. With the hair. The only reason he can't pull it off now is because they're both sadly gone. True. But, but maybe he could... Pull off, hey, I actually know, I, I faked that. Yeah, this is actually now. me. This yeah. is me. Uh, 26% say he'll be ripping the Facebook crew. 24% say he's searching for photos of his Emmy because he hasn't seen it yet. Because <laughs> Angie took it. Angie, Angie won't even respond. Uh, Angie is the worst She's on awesome. Twitter. I put stuff out there. And, and I'm nothing like, hey, back? Nothing. She ignores me. I'm, I'm like, I feel like a kid in junior high who's trying to get the girl one grade bigger. You know, right. Like the seventh grader trying to get the eighth grader to talk to him. And she's just like, I'm a, I'm a fly in her soup. Just dismissive of me. Makes you wonder if she's got something to hide, yes. Well, I just you. Like that's Miami. Uh, yeah, you're Emmy. 
<laughs> That's exactly right. How about that? 21% took my pick, which is stumble into a cat video rabbit hole. That You get on there and, well, you know, it out, we're all addicted. They're pretty cute. Look at this. This is pretty. Hey, look, it's a cat riding a motorcycle. Hey, look, it's a cat robbing a liquor store. This is They're just fun, man. It's fun cat stuff. Water skiing. Yeah, it's it's fun. Let me, uh, let me the ask. The winner, maybe I'll do it because, you know, the wife's got the kids out of school early so I can hang out here. Or do, you so know. you'll do whatever you have to, whatever the people vote, Absolutely. you'll do. That's great. Let me ask you a broadcast question from a TV broadcaster perspective. You guys, been in the business forever and ever. Um, I'm of the belief, and this is a little backwards with how you'd normally think of this. I'm of the belief. I love baseball trying to find different platforms. I think that's fine. But if I was baseball and I wanted to see, okay, how many people really want to see a game through Facebook, I would make the game still available en route, not because I want to see you work, but because then you'd have a real good barometer yes. of people saying, oh, it's en route, but you know what? I want to, I want to watch this Facebook. As opposed to what you're going to see today is, Anybody who wants to watch the game has got to go there and watch it. So I'm not sure if you're getting a true indication of whether or not people want it there. Is that, am I crazy? No, I think you're a, exactly right. Yeah. Because I think the fans that maybe don't know it's on Facebook or don't don't right. or aren't on Facebook or don't know how to get to Facebook, there's a whole, you know, group of people out there that, that won't be able to watch this game. Right. You know, right. That that for whatever reason. Right. But I think you're right. I think if you had the Facebook, so people who wanted to watch it or or Different, uh, you know, demographics that, that they're trying to reach. Maybe the younger generations, right, or, right. Or, or on their devices or wherever, don't have a TV there. Uh, make it available for them. Sure. Mm-hmm. Then you get the added viewers because those who still want to watch it on TV, right, continue to do that. So maybe they they look at the numbers and compare them to just TV, just like an average rating for yeah. games that we get, and then say, oh well, we got this amount. But you're right. Why not combine the two? Yeah, and it makes sense to have more viewers. And you'd see, and and we should we should add this is this is an MLB thing, and I'm again yes. I'm all for it. I don't know if I can speak for you, but I, this is cool. Yeah, explore absolutely. Other, and and nobody's going to complain about a day off during a 162 game <laughs> season. Like really, I don't have to do the game today. Yeehaw! And they added another one. Yeah, yeah look, July. Look at, I want to say July 25th at the, home against the Giants. The enthusiasm in your voice is noticeable. Yes. They've added another I saw one. Saw Rich Waltz yesterday at the game, and I said, "Thank you." Every time I see you, I get a day off. Yeah, that's good. So, come on, Rich. That's good. Rich Waltz and uh, and Ryan Rollins. Smith and Mark Langston and Elise Woodward. Now there is a solid crew. Absolutely. That's a good crew coming up with today's Hems game available only on Facebook. Backslash Real Brad Adam is how you get to the game, I think. I I may be wrong about that. Uh, Coming up, uh, uh, we'll talk a little bit. uh, There's actually some broadcast news I want to touch on. We may reset the Hems game from last night. uh, And we'll continue to uh, make friends and influence people here on Sports Radio.